film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah Indie Film Sucks Podcast. Because <laughs> Indie Film is... Yeah, so, what's up? Nothing. Sucking a little less, man. Right? Red Night's done? Red Night's done! It is done, Red and uh, we've done. endured that long, long suck. Two years. Of a uh, post. Two, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the unsucky part is when you're filming, which, I mean, it does have a sucks involved in it, but, man, it's also fun, exhilarating, exciting, because you're... That's what you do. You you want to be on a movie set if you're in this industry, and that's just the best part to be. And then the next best part place to be is in the theater watching it. That's true. That's true. We will be in the theater watching this one. We when, will. When when uh, when is that? There's a screening on November 25th for Red Night at Skies. Yeah, so that's like a couple of days after Thanksgiving. So you're gonna be tired of family. You're gonna be tired of turkey. You just want to go out and tear up the town. You might as well just join us, watch a, a cool movie, uh, maybe have a beer or two during the, the, the showing of the movie, and uh, hang out with us. Yeah, where's it at, Chris? Uh, High Point Theater, the historic High Point Theater. This is a time where you want to you put all the hard work in, the film's locked, mm-hmm. we got a venue to do a screening, right, because we always talk about how important it is for the uh, um, Family, cast friends, cast yeah. and crew to see it. So we checked that box. We thought that was important. Mm-hmm. But I got a call today from somebody. You did? From L.A. So uh, it was uh, tell us, Bill, tell Mo- us. Bill Mosley's agent. Okay. Um, Fantastic. So I uh, haven't checked in with her for a while. She's always We're always kind of chatting back and forth. Hey, how's the movie coming right. along? You know, she gets things take longer, which is cool. Um, really, really cool individual. But we were talking about, hey, what's next steps? It really got me thinking, going, yeah, we talk all the time about what the next steps are. We've had two years to think about the next steps. And she's just like, uh, you know, you're going to be festivals? Are you going to distribution? Or are you thinking theatrical? And I was like, well, yeah, we kind of got a plan. And she said the one word that I'd never heard before, don't get the movie overexposed. And I was kind of thinking about that. I want to just throw that out tonight going, you know, what is the order, right? What what do you want to do for a let's call it what it is, low-budget, independent film. Now that it's done, it's got talent in it. It's a great movie. It's probably pretty much the most perfect movie we've ever done, technically. Now what do you do? Because we're, we're excited. So we have our plan. But just in general, what let's let's just have a roundtable discussion on, you know, what are your guys' thoughts about sending it to festivals before distribution, doing a combo of both? So... I'll just throw that out there to you. Because she kind of took me back, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, we're, you know, I'm a one one leg of a three-legged stool here. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I got to talk to my partners about it. But she was really adamant about not uh, sending it to festivals, overexposing it to anyone, except for maybe local screening, mm-hmm. before sending it to distributors. I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Well, I think there's pros and cons, as most anything in life. I understand where she's coming from. Uh, if you don't want something to be overexposed when you're trying to sell it somewhere, if somebody else has already seen it, they're not going to buy it later. Most like that's probably her train of thought. You guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, no, and what she's thinking. Uh, yes, uh, one yes. angle. Um, but another aspect of it is, you know, you want 
you want the public to know you got a movie out there. And uh, if they like it, they may tell friends to go see it, you know, through distribution later. Um, so, I don't know, there's pros and cons to it. I, I don't mind doing some festivals at all with it. I think it, it'd be great to gain audience. I don't think we're going to have to worry about overexposure, in my opinion. Is, is that because of the level of the movie? Is that because of the... Why would you say that? Well, right now, the time of year we're at now, there's only a handful of festivals left anyway. Okay, so we're going after distributors at the same time. We're doing everything at the same time. Not the theatrical release aspect of it, no. But the uh, uh, going to cons, possibly, or film festivals, yes, and speaking with, with uh, distributors. We already have distributors lined up to check out our movie and uh, talk to us about it. I don't, I'm not too worried about the overexposure at this level, like I said, and with the few festivals we're get, we're, we've sent out to. We didn't send out to like a thousand festivals. You know, we, no. we had a select few that, uh, Chris, Greg, you can talk more about that if you'd like. It used to be, back in the olden days, the only way to get exposure for an independent film was through the festival circuit. That was it. There was no streaming. Right. You could try to four-wall it, go to colleges, and go to small theaters and try to do your do your own theatrical run, but... At, at this stage, that's that's a tough prospect for us to do, right? People still do it, but that's still a very tough road. Like Brock, I'm not worried about overexposure. We have a small-budget film with one horror icon name in it, and the rest of the cast are effectively unknowns, and we're, we sent it to a select number of festivals, mostly because at this time of the year, like you said, most of the festivals are already played out. So the film, if it's even going to screen in festivals, if it even gets selected, just because we submitted to festivals doesn't mean it's going to get in. That's a good point. Chances are it might get rejected by all of them. So, But if it does get accepted, it's not going to play until 2024 when we've possibly already secured distribution anyways, if we go with a distributor. So I was thinking in the old days that you had to get festival recognition in order to give it some clout, in order to give distributors something to say, oh... There's already some popularity behind this. Now I can take it further. Yeah, so it's that's what awards. I always thought. Yeah, it's, it's won awards at this festival. This yeah. festival, yeah. and and that's that's festival clout from the big festivals. Okay, yeah. yeah, you know, like we submitted to smaller festivals. I mean, some are prestigious, but they're still not. It's not a Toronto. It's not a Sundance. It's not sure. a Slam Dance. It's not a Tribeca. It's it's not those because we knew the film was not going to play in those festivals. So even those festivals, though, is there an overexposure there? Because she was kind of like no festivals, and I re- I really respect her. I really respect her opinion. I learned a lot from her sure. talking to her over these times. I'm just kind of I personally think we need to send it to festivals, and we did, and I'm happy we did because mm-hmm. I do want that public. Uh, I want to see what the feedback. If, yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to see yeah. if it gets a accepted, mm-hmm. and b what's the feedback. And you were saying you've done most of them where we could drive if we needed to. Yeah, close. Um, you kind of thought about that whole process for us because we have no money to get there if we needed to. Yeah, I didn't pick festivals in California. I didn't pick festivals overseas specifically because if we get accepted, it's a good idea to go seek a network, talk to other filmmakers, talk to other people in the business. See their films, hopefully get them to watch yours, you know, that whole deal. And if you win an award, then you're there and you can accept it. And it's, it's, and plus it's, you know, if you get in a festival, it's usually a pretty fun time. Yeah. And I could see maybe even distributors thinking that was a competition if you got in some of the big ones. 
because the big ones people are there to try to grab your movie for distribution oh yeah in some instances i think it's changed a little bit a lot of times those types of movies with larger budgets they probably already have distribution in, in line before they even f- start filming even before they finish raising money for it um that's i that's the ideal way to go to have relationships with distributors or sales agents and already have a already have that plan out there and actually that that angle is able you're able to possibly entice investors to go and invest in your movie easier because you already have that in plan and in line i guess from what i understand you guys are saying is the number of festivals probably matters for overexposure Right, we're not sending it off to 150. Right, no. To try to, well, no, that's costly. What's what's it per <laughs> festival? Fifty, fifty dollars. They range. Uh, the cheapest I sent it to was fifteen dollars, which was pretty reasonable. Uh, reasonable. Yeah. And the most expensive was seventy. Okay, so there's an expense behind it, and second of all, for exposure is we're so limited, and where our budget is in the festivals we sent it to, it it's really just going to give us the feedback that we're looking for. A, if we get accepted, and B. I think just for us to go network and, and do our thing. So let's do the other side of that and say theatrical releases. I think that does give you too much exposure possibly if you were to maybe do a theatrical release on your own prior to signing with distribution. If you're able to get that big theater in a big city or multiple theaters, I'd say yes. But at theater here or there, like local theaters, you know, you're going to get a weekend or maybe two uh, weekends worth of running, and you're going to, going to get your local people. Uh, I don't I don't think that'd be a big deal either. I mean, I'm sure distributors wouldn't like it because they... Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that distributor, let's just put that in the middle, right? Okay. Distribution, that's kind of... Everybody wants to sign with a distributor. We'll talk about that later. We can talk about it tonight and where that stands with distrib- distribution. Mm-hmm. But they probably got the most power, the most angles, the most uh, access... Um, that as opposed to doing it yourself. So they are going to be, feel like you're cutting into maybe something they could have they done would. for you. Okay. Uh, to, I, like I said, local stuff, you know, a couple of theaters here and there, they may not worry too much about it in small markets. In St. Louis, is a small market. Uh, but I'm sure they could use that as leverage against us if we, if we tried to go probably beyond that before we talk to them. But you know what? All it really is doing, like let's say you get it into a smaller chain like an Alamo Draft House. Right. Like if, if they like your film enough to like, yeah, we'll run it uh, nationally. I mean, I doubt that is going to happen. But if they do, I don't know. I would argue for it. Why not? I mean, yes, a distributor might say, well, I mean, now you've already exposed it, so we can't use that angle. Like, look, you were only going to use that as a way to funnel money away from us anyways. Yeah, and they were never four-walled anyhow. No, no, no. That's, but see, that's, I think that's the important part of this conversation right. is is doing that now gave them something to come back at us with, which before they didn't have that angle, Right. Because can't you sign different? If I understand this right, you can sign different rights away. Yeah, you can. You can parse out all the all the separate rights, like airplanes or separate. You can itemize everything. Yeah. Okay, so you can say, hey, you just got VOD and, and these streaming services where we could still have in this territory, even. <laughs> so what's your? That's a great point, though. Is when do you decide to make that leverage kind of move to say, if we did this, do they have something they can use a leverage against us? 
Because we're the small fish. We are. Granted, but we're the big fish because we hold the, sig- the power of the signature. Right? We don't have to sign with them. No. But do we want to be in that conversation? Does an independent filmmaker want to be in that conversation? That's not a question. It's just kind of an arbitrary kind of thought process. And that's what she got me thinking about going, if you make the wrong move and you get excited and all of a sudden you do go with an Alamo Draft House or a Regal Theater or somebody who's a locally kind of, you know, mm-hmm. when you get in 10 screens, that's a big deal for us. It's a big deal for us, but for the film itself, it's it's still small potatoes. It's not going to be a ton of money. It's not going to be a ton of exposure. But is it going to be a detriment to a distributor? It could be. It potentially could be because they could look at it like, well, now you've you've utilized that route. Now we cannot exploit that route for you. Even, so. Right, even if we weren't going to give those those rights anyway. Yeah. Right. So that I don't know. That's just my what she brought up today, and I was like, man, here I thought we had this great plan, and this is how we were going to kind of funnel through it. No, but, but you're right. There's different steps, and there's certain ways even distributors have to calculate okay, it's going on this platform for this amount of time. Then after that run, we're going to head to this platform. They they have it down, man. So I, I, I understand that they would probably frown upon a, any type of real big theatrical release, but I think local stuff, I, 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 I'd I make an argument to them. Like, you know, there's going to be a couple hundred people seeing this thing, not thousands like you're going to reach. So I don't know. We st- I, w- I wouldn't mind showing it locally in local theaters more than just for our, our viewing. Right. But Here's the other thing. We have one property, one film. That means everything <laughs> well, we to us, right? For, well, we got to do what's right for us. But I'm saying we have one film, and that means, you know, that's our baby. That's the world to us. To a distributor, that's just one of many. Right, but there's there's the question about going, Does is every property to them should be treated the same. It should be, but and generally it's not. It's thrown into a bin, and the bin is shaken, and whatever comes out the bottom is is what is hitting. Yeah, but that's why I'm worried, because anything we do, they're going to be like, well, you should have. We were going to give you this, but since you did that, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to offer you what I would have offered you. And I get it, maybe that's somebody you don't go with, but... They could, they could absolutely say that, and maybe they're right, but... I don't agree with that. I think we do what we were going to do anyways because I don't think it's going to make a difference. So any independent filmmaker, our audience, people doing this, they have to look at their property and understand where their property stands. We understand where our property stands, right? Mm. And Now, now if we had five recognizable actors in this film, which we don't, I, I... I'd definitely say we can't show it, and we're not going to do what we're talking about. We're, yeah, okay. You know, but if for one big-name actor in it for, you know, however many scenes he's in it, uh, I don't think I'm worried about it. But, yeah, if we had a, if we had Bill as a main guy, he was there for every single day, yeah, I probably wouldn't even go to these local theaters at all. And also, if we had, like, a... We broke the wheel when we made this film. It, it would... We, Broke new ground, and it's uh, almost invented a new genre. This film is so unique. And that's different. That's different. Got to be real careful about what you do with your movie then. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have a good movie, but it's not the Blair Witch Project. It's not going to reinvent the horror genre. Right. right. And it's not bringing a bang for a buck with, with five stars, like you said, Brock. Or... And that's what a lot of filmmakers... I, I think fail to do is they're so in love with their film and they send it to all these festivals. They, they do all this. They want everyone to, Oh, this is the best film that's ever, ever been made at this budget level. 
Like, no, man. Unless it really is, and most of the time it's not going to be. You have to realize what you have. And I know people, I, I've seen online, people hate this uh, film as a commodity. They hate film as a product. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear it's art. That's great. But it's, yeah, but it can be both. It's also it's real always estate. Both. Yeah, it it's always both. both. It's yeah. always both. It's show business. And you can't forget the business part. If you forget the business part, you're screwing yourself. But I think that's why it's important when she was saying this to me today, the thought process just hit my mind and go, man, here I thought this, this, this. Because I know what our commodity is. Yeah. I know what our product is. I know what our piece of property is. I know it's not going to affect anything that somebody else does with our property or has the power to do. No. Yeah, this is part of the sucky part of this stage. Yeah. The, the not knowing and not trusting. And uh, there's not a certain path to make it successful. You know, I, there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I mean, there's definitely wrong ways, <laughs> but there's not a definite right way to do it. No. So it's kind of... And time will tell if we did it wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Or made a mistake. I, I suppose so. But yeah. it also could also tell us, you know, we did it right. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was talking to my girlfriend earlier, and I started to say that at this stage of the game, it's a, it's a bunch of pitfalls. But I said, no, it's really not. It's one giant pit, and there's a thread you have to walk across at this level. That's, that's how it is. Yes, and, and and I guess that's part of, like, if, if you do something wrong or do something right or, or you send it to the wrong person or you get it overexposed or you do something within that that's going to put your movie in a different position than when you hold... Right now, we hold all the... We have the commodity. Yeah. It's uh, for us to release it to the world. Yes. And how do you do that to make it most exciting, business, market it, all that kind of stuff is the thread, I guess, is yeah. what maybe you're saying there. But... I look at it as is and go, anything we do, we still have the power to sign off on it or not. So I, I, I don't look at it as like negative or a pitfall or anything like that. I just look at it as going, we just have, when, when the contract is in front of us or the opportunities in front of us, do we do the right thing? Well, here's the problem with the contract because we have two other films in distribution. Well, they were in distribution. One still is. The contracts were fine. They were not bad contracts. They just weren't properly honored. And that's the thing. In order to get someone to honor the contract, you have to have a legal team in place to go after them to make sure that they're going to honor the contract. And if they step out of line, say, hey, you were supposed to send us this information by this date. You didn't, so now we are calling you out on it. And you have to be willing to back that up. And most filmmakers at this level don't have that capability. That's yeah. what's so difficult about it. It's not the fact that you signed a bad deal. You could sign a great deal. It doesn't matter if it's a great deal if they're not honoring the deal. No, I go ahead, Brock. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, piggybacking off what Greg had just said, is there is some things you can put in a contract that can help you. Like what, like Greg had just said, the contracts weren't bad, but we didn't hold them accountable. Right. Um, it, the contract did not say, if you don't show me this, then we get the full rights to our movie back. I think that's something we can throw in a contract for us to protect us to say if you don't meet the deadlines or whatever is in this contract. It's breach. It's it's a breach of contract. We're going to go with another distributor or do it ourselves. Some, simple clause that makes it simple and not expensive to get out of it that's or right. get your property back. Yeah, right? exactly. That That's a great point. 
if you can get a distributor to agree to that, which is a very dicey proposition. But essentially, if you do not report accurately and in a timely manner exactly the quarterly reports as they're supposed to be reported, that's a breach of contract and we can get out of the contract. And that's we can push for that. We yeah, probably I'm at won't the point where if they won't sign something like that, well, then something I'm that's interested. reasonable. Well, so it's not. At our level, where we're at with our property, it's not so much about overexposure then, just to go back to that word, as it is to make sure what we're getting our our content or our property into. Well, the right? big thing is we did all the work. We did everything you needed us to do for you to have our film. We gave you a good movie. We gave you the deliverables. We did everything you asked for per the contract. Now you are held accountable to do the same. Yes. But what did you even saying about that one festival was like, hey, we want to put you out on this and do this on this page and all this kind of stuff. And we're like, well, I mean, yeah, why, you know, what, what do I get out of it? Yeah, there's one festival that said, you know, you agree to be part of their streaming channel. Right. I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to agree to that. I, th- I think that's what we're saying here about the contracts with distribution. Mm-hmm. How do you put your movies in festivals? What does a run look like at a theater? Right? What what does that do for you? How are you splitting the profits? What's all the T's and C's in the in the contracts? And how do you protect yourself in going if you're not gonna understand my side of this and sign something that makes it equal? The filmmaker does everything up front, like you just said, Brock. Mm-hmm. We make the film, we give you the deliverables, and then the rest of the work is theirs. Well, besides a little bit of your own work as far as trying to market it on your own. Which is all of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> joking around, but it is true. It is true. Right, I mean, if, true. if you're an independent filmmaker and you you sign a contract with a distributor and you expect them to market your film, you have you're in for a very rude shock because their they're marketing not going is, to. Yeah, you're right. It, their marketing is putting it on their their website with their catalog of a thousand other movies. Yeah. No, no, no. I. I don't know that that's exactly what they're doing because well, I was, that's a little. That's but I was base, investigating but, some of our other properties mm-hmm. in some of the, what you were bringing up, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I will say, there's a couple of them out there that are out there a lot of places, mm-hmm. legally or illegally. There's a they're they're out there, and I'm like, okay, this is what they mean by they're going to put this out there because it is website direction to go to that site or property. So they do do things. I'm not on those websites. I can never find them unless I was specifically looking for our movie. But it is out there, and there is redirection, and there is clickbait, and there's all these things out there. My what I want to understand is is that what they mean by marketing? Uh, Possibly. I mean, now it's easier than ever to market something with hashtags. Right. You know, you search for something, you're going to find it. Like, say you wanted to watch a war movie, you'd. Hash, you'd search and hashtag <laughs> war movies, right? So I'm just saying that it's kind of easy to market. It does it only takes a few minutes for that company to do it. Here's the good news. Great news, really. We don't have to sign with the distributor. We are no Because that used to be the only path. That was it. You had one option. Chris said great news. I just want everybody to understand what just happened. We're waiting for it? Yeah, no, no, Chris never says this. Oh, (laughs) pins and needles, baby. The good news is times have changed, and if we're not happy with any of the contracts we get, any of the deals that are presented to us, we can always put it out ourselves. We have that power, and Mm -hmm. you can successfully do it. It's a hell of a lot of work, but it can be done. It's not an impossible thing. So 
to wrap this up, it's not it's not about overexposing at our level. No. That that fear, that risk, or you know what she was saying about that with our limited exposure to festivals, our possible opportunities with some local movie houses, right? Um, and us doing a local screening before we talk to distributors for our property is is not detrimental to what we're trying to do. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either, but I think every filmmaker needs to they weigh their th- options. Think about that word mm-hmm. and think about what their property is and what their decisions are because you only get one chance to sign a contract. You only get one chance to send it out there. You only get one chance to do all these things. And once you release the trailer, it's gone. It's out there on the world. And even if you think you control it, you don't. Correct. Once your movie gets out there and it gets out there for free, forget making money off of it anymore. So I think that's the key is understanding what you have and then understanding, you know, how to position it the best for your property. But our property, I would think, no, we're not going to get overexposed. Not in this town. (laughs) (laughs) Very very true. Very true. Because even this person brought that up. Mm. She goes, I would be worried more if it was L.A. or New York because somebody could come in and try to undercut the entire process or do something or, or pull you into something, but you would have more exposure, the word would leak out, especially when you got a star like Bill Mosley in it, you know, somebody mm-hmm. like that, that would be like, hey, did you know that this was out there and the word could get out there faster than what you can control on that marketing side of things? So maybe that was her point, but she wasn't worried about St. Louis. I guarantee no. that. <laughs> you know, I if, if we had to worry about overexposure... <laughs> with our movie uh, is that a good thing I mean I think, you're turning positive here Brock is yeah, that what I'm you're trying saying, to do man, if we get overexposed somehow you know I'm all for it okay you know if the distributors don't like us being overexposed uh, I don't know what to tell them yeah yeah because if this movie you're right if this movie does get overexposed it can only help sell more movies yeah exactly yeah so way to turn it positive Brock that's that's what I do man yeah, that's that is positive <laughs> Well, Chris started with some, he said something great. Or I good, know, but he didn't finish never, it off, and then he went back down to good after ru- you criticized him. I know, no, it just rubbed off on me all of a sudden. I don't know. All right. You know what is good? What is good? Drinking. That's true. <laughs> Talking about the highs, the lows, and the in-betweens of true independent filmmaking on the Indie Film Sucks podcast. Brought to you by 88mm Productions. Uh, go, Red Night at Skies. Red Night at Skies. It's is coming, done. baby. Go to all the Instagram or don't go. No one goes. Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, uh, see you next time. Take care. Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks. It's the indie film sucks.